0: the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we stand before you today to give glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ, for in His name we are saved. Lord, there is none like you, Lord Jesus Christ. We honor you. We glorify you. We call you Lord and Savior. We ask that today as we lift your name up and honor you, people will see there is nothing like you. You are all satisfaction, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, Amen. 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 Good morning. You may be seated. Well, Happy Mother's Day. I'm Pastor Mike. We're honored to have you here today with us. If you have your Bibles, find your place in John chapter number 6. John chapter number 6. These days we're going through, uh, if you're a guest with us, we're going through the Gospel of John. And we're looking at some very important statements of the Lord Jesus Christ where He uses this phrase, Truly, truly, I say to you. Truly, truly, I say to you. Today we come to a very, very important section of the Gospel of John. And I've mentioned to you before, there are 25 times where this this phrase, this statement, Truly, truly, I say to you, is spoken by the Lord in just John's gospel. So that means it's very important. You know, I've said to you before, words matter. Your words matter. What you say to other people, your words matter. But there are no words like the Lord Jesus Christ's words. So we're looking these days at these wonderful red letter words of our Lord. And our challenge is that we'll be able to hear them. So before we get to our place today in John chapter number 6, we'll be especially focused on uh, verses 53 through about 58. But I'll read those in a moment. Last week, I want to remind you, I hope you have your copy of God's Word. You're going to need it to follow along some of the places I have. If you don't, I'll do my best to uh, bring you up to speed. But last, last week, the Lord said to us these words. This is John 5, 24. Truly, truly, I say to you, He who hears my word. He who hears my word. John 5, 24. And believes him who sent me has eternal life. And does not come into judgment. And has passed out of death into life. He who hears my word. So it's very important for all of us today to hear the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. The question is... How are you hearing them? How do you hear them? Is it just the sound of Pastor Mike saying these words, or you're reading them with your eyes, but they don't really have any effect on you? How are you hearing them? Well, the Lord reminded us, and I read it to you last week, that there are four ways that people hear spiritual truth. And three of the ways don't have any impact or any fruitfulness. Only one way. And the Lord called those good ground hearers, Is the ground stirred up in your life enough that you can receive God's Word and the words of Jesus Christ? Just like good seeds falling into the ground and like we see this time of the year as people plant their gardens, they start to grow. Well, today we come to John chapter 6, 71 verses, the longest chapter in the Gospel of John. And uh, it is important for me to say a few things as we begin. I want to go to the end of this section when the Lord is making some... He's saying some very controversial things here. And boys and girls, I'm going to read these words to you. And they're very important for you to hear these words, but to understand what Jesus Christ is saying. As you read the words, they're, they're rather shocking. And because of the words that Jesus Christ spoke in John 6, some... Disciples decided not to follow him anymore. They didn't like what Jesus said. But others of the disciples recognized that in every word of Jesus Christ are the words of life, words of eternal life. So I read to you, first of all, the Lord Jesus' explanation for how he's been talking here about himself being the bread of life. He says in John 6, 63, it is the Spirit who gives life. You see, any of us who are saved in this room, when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God brought us to life. It's a wonderful thing. The Holy Spirit of God taking the Word of God and as we believe, we are saved and we come to have life. But he goes on, the flesh profits nothing. Now the last phrase of verse 63, uh, 63, the words that I have spoken to you our spirit, and our life. So the words that we read from God's Word are spiritual words. They're to help you with your spiritual life. They're to help you understand who is Jesus Christ, who is God, and how do I have a relationship with Him, and how do I walk with God. These are, we open God's Word, and as I've sometimes said to you, we eat God's Word. But today we read these very unusual words, that we feed that we eat the Lord Jesus Christ that sounds shocking so this is on the uh, this is on the heels of the Lord Jesus doing perhaps one of the most all of his miracles were astounding and glorious but beginning in chapter 6 we see at the beginning this amazing feeding of the thousands i say thousands because it was they only numbered here in this Counting the men who sat down, 5,000, there were far more than just men who were here as they were fed. So in just a moment, I want to comment on that, but we'll read our primary focus for today. And I mentioned these, there are four truly, truly's mentioned in John 6. Verse number 26, Jesus says to the crowd that's looking for more food, more bread, because they've been fed. Truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. And number two, truly, truly, verse 32. Truly, truly, I say to you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread out of heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread out of heaven. The third truly, truly in John 6, on the conclusion of some comments that we'll see in just a moment. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes, and he's talking about believing in Jesus Christ, the bread of life, has eternal life. And then he goes on and says in verse 48, I am the bread of life. And then he comes to these, trying again and again to help people hear and understand who he is. The Lord says these unbelievable, unbelievable, astounding words. 53, truly, truly. I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in yourselves. He who eats My flesh and drinks My blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. For My flesh is true food, and My blood is true drink. He who eats My flesh and drinks My blood... "...abides in Me, and I in Him. As the living Father sent Me, and I live because of the Father, so He who eats Me, he, or feeds on Me, He also will live because of Me." 58, "...this is the bread which comes down, came down out of heaven, not as the fathers ate and died. He who eats this bread will live forever." Heavenly Father, bless the reading of Your Word and may the Holy Spirit of God now draw us to Jesus Christ. Teach us the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ's words. And may we eat this. May we eat the bread of life, the Son of God, and may we live and gain lasting, eternal satisfaction in our souls. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, our focus today is this, and boys and girls, as I remind you we each week, and I'm glad our boys and girls come. They bring their Bibles, and they're really listening and studying along with us, and I'm so glad. And thank you for telling me when I see you in the hall and I speak with you about what you're learning. Whoever comes by faith to Jesus Christ lives or feeds or eats Jesus Christ for spiritual satisfaction. Again, these are spiritual words. These words have nothing to do with the Lord's Supper. There are some who, in great error, have believed that these words are literal and that somehow when someone comes to take the Lord's Supper, that magically something happens and these elements become the actual flesh and blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing could be further from the truth. These are spiritual words reminding us of a spiritual act that must take place to be saved, listen, and must continue to take place if you are to have spiritual satisfaction in your life. Some of you started out satisfied in Jesus Christ, but you're a long way from being satisfied. You know the problem is you aren't eating like you used to. We must learn the importance of the discipline of feeding on Jesus Christ if we're to be satisfied. And many of us in this room who started with Jesus Christ, well, we've substituted other things thinking that they'll bring us better satisfaction. You find you're pretty empty, aren't you? It's not working out well, is it? Only as we learn this discipline of feeding and living on Jesus Christ will we experience spiritual satisfaction. This is the whole point of what Jesus Christ is talking about here. When he describes himself as the bread out of heaven. When he describes himself as the bread of life. He's not saying I'm a loaf of bread. He's saying I am the very food you must eat. I am the very very source of satisfaction. You see, you are what you eat. And when you eat those things that give you Eternal satisfaction and eternal life and eternal satisfaction, they all come through Jesus Christ. So let's go back and look at this astounding miracle because unless we understand it, we really don't understand the context of these words. Let's look for just a moment. I won't take long. But in John chapter 6, verse number 1, After these things, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee over a place called Tiberias. And there was a large crowd following Him. Please notice now the very process of even telling the story of this amazing event. A large crowd. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands. It's not an exaggeration. Thousands of people. Thousands. I want you to get this in your mind's eye. Allow your imagination to come alive. Thousands of people. You've seen them in a ball field stands. Thousands of people. They're following Jesus because they saw, verse 2, the signs which He was performing. They saw His miracles. Then Jesus went up on the mountain and there He sat down with His disciples. Now, the Passover, the feast of the Jews was near. Therefore, Jesus lifting up His eyes and seeing that a large crowd was coming to Him. Notice, the large crowd is following Him. Now the large crowd is coming in on Him. Here he is, and the crowd is massing, pushing in on the Lord Jesus. And so the Lord turns to Philip, his disciple, and says, Where are we to buy bread so that these may eat? Philip, what are we going to do? We didn't call the food truck out here. What what will we do? This he was saying to test his disciple, Philip. I'm sure the other disciples heard it. And they were glad that the Lord asked Philip rather than them. He was saying this to test Philip. Notice please verse 6 because he already knew what he was going to do. The Lord already knew he was going to feed these people with real bread. Philip said, well, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for everybody to even receive a little. That's very important. If we bought just this much, everybody just had a little tiny bit. It's just not going to be enough. One of His disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to Him, There's a child here. There's a boy or a girl, a lad here, a boy, uh, with five loaves and two fish. But what are these for so many thousands? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. Please notice, so then we have the count. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. Now we read these unbelievable words. Jesus then took, eyewitnesses, eyewitnesses. Jesus then took five loaves and having given thanks, he started distributing. The five loaves just kept coming. The five loaves, out of the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ, loaf after loaf after loaf after loaf, just coming. Loaf after loaf. The loaves were coming. He distributed to those who were seated. Likewise, also the fish, the loaves, the fish. thats just coming, it's coming, it's coming. And please notice this wonderful sweet phrase. How does the Lord serve you a meal? How does the Lord serve you what He gives you? He gives you not what you need. He gives you as much as you want. Likewise, also He did the fish. And then the Lord said, 12... Gather up the fragments that nothing be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with bread and fragments of fish from the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. 12 12 baskets full when you start with five loaves. Abundance. Anything that passes through the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ is all you need and gives full satisfaction and there's always more than what you can use the order is clear the crowds came they were in desperate condition and hungry jesus fed them physical food the people ate it oh they had to lay back on the grass they were so full And then we find that they followed the Lord Jesus and wanted more. And so they kept seeking Jesus. There is in this a very clear pattern to what happens when you experience eating the bread of life, Jesus Christ. You want more and more and more. And He gives it to those who will eat. So there are four observations I want to make. And this is going to take us some time and I'm I'm very aware of our time. But in order to go through this, I'm going to have you keep your Bible open. You'll have to follow along. I'm going to do as best I can to allow the Lord Jesus. I don't. Who am I? I'm a slave here. I'm just, I'm a mouthpiece. I don't want to get in the way of the Lord's words. I don't want to overstate them. I don't want to re-explain them. We will allow the words of the Lord Jesus Christ to speak today. And you can decide what you do with it. Because by the way, every one of you is going to have to decide that anyway. You know, what's interesting, I read it last week when the Lord was saying, truly, truly, the dead will hear my, the voice of the Son of God and they'll live. That is not only true when you get saved, but there is a time coming and the Lord said it. I'll read it to you again from John five twenty eight. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming. I talked about an hour. An hour in the last days. Hours in the last days. Hours. Only hours left until the Lord... Only hours are left until the Lord Jesus comes. Only hours. An hour is coming. You may be alive when it happens. An hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs will hear his voice. 29 chapter 5. And will come forth those who did good deeds to a resurrection of life and those who committed evil deeds. You see, you're going to be judged based on what Jesus Christ said, whether you believed it or not. At the end, that's the whole issue. Have you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and been saved? Or have you not believed and rejected what He has to say? Well, it either leads to eternal life or eternal death. So what I'm saying today is very important. It is for our eternity. I'm, I'm laboring to try to make sure that I say these things soberly and clearly to you. Because our very eternal life depends on these words. And the way you hear them or don't hear them. First of all, Jesus Christ is the bread out of heaven. He's going to explain that here in just a moment in verses 25 through 33. He is the bread out of heaven that gives life to the world. Secondly, whoever comes to Jesus Christ, the bread out of heaven, is satisfied. So it is a coming that has to do with eating Jesus Christ as the bread of life. Third, whoever comes to Jesus Christ is drawn and taught by God. Those who come to Jesus Christ have experienced the drawing and teaching of God in order to come to Him. And finally, whoever comes by faith to Jesus Christ lives on Him or eats Jesus Christ, the bread of life. How do I eat Jesus Christ? By faith. You trust Him and you continue to live by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's get to it. First of all, I ask you this question, do you know what it's like to live on the food of the bread of life? Do you know what it's like to eat the bread of life? Some of you do. You may not now understand what you were doing when you came to Christ, but that's what you were doing. Do you know what it means to continue to eat on the bread of life? You didn't know perhaps clearly until now the Lord's speaking it, but you've been doing it. You've been trusting Him. You've been walking with Him. You've been speaking with Him. You've been been feeding on the Lord. You didn't even know it. But oh, the joy, the glorious fullness of the bread that God gives in Jesus Christ. No satisfaction like it. It's the the most wonderful, peaceful, joyful satisfaction. So you say, yes, Pastor Mike, I've eaten and I've been satisfied. So why have you now become so dissatisfied? Did you stop eating? Did you stop feeding on the Lord Jesus Christ? No wonder you have such emptiness. No wonder fear's taken over your life again. Oh, these dreadful times. Only for those who don't trust Jesus. So we think about today this important factor of Jesus as the bread of life. What does He say? He says to these dear people, they were trying to find Him. They were worried about the Lord Jesus walks on the water, by the way. He leaves leaves His disciples there because they were trying to make Him king over in John 6.14. He waits and then He walks on the water. It's recorded in verses 15 through 25. I won't read it. But then He walks on the water, joins the disciples in the boat. Another glorious miracle. But then these other people, they can't find Jesus, so they get in their boats, go to the other side, and there's the Lord. They don't understand how He gets there first truly, truly. He says in 26, Truly, truly, I say to you, you're seeking Me. But notice, you're seeking Me for the wrong reason. Because you saw, you did not... You seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you you had your flesh satisfied. Now, I want to just say this without chasing this rabbit, but you know, there, there are forms of false gospels preached all over the world that somehow are focused on satisfying the flesh. The Lord Jesus did not come to satisfy your flesh, just to make you happy, or certainly to make you rich. Or some other lie like that. These false teachings about, well, Jesus has come and He's going to do all this stuff. he just pile it all up. He's just going to bank it all up for you. What a lie. Oh, they love this one. They love this Jesus because, man, you go to Him, He's going to give you more food than we can go down to the village and buy. He just makes it. The Lord Jesus rebukes them and says, you're seeking me because you want your flesh satisfied. Do you seek Jesus because of what you think he'll do for you like he's your divine waiter or grocer? Some do. Well, the Lord goes on and he says, do not work for the food, verse 27, which perishes but for the food that endures. See, there's two kinds of food. You're going to eat today. It's Mother's Day. I know, I understand that. Some of you need to really watch what you eat. I'm looking at how big you are already, so you need to watch. say, how could he say that? Well, because I'm bigger than I used to be. Don't worry. But you see, that food's going to go through us, and then we'll need to eat again. But there's something else here. There's food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on Him the Father has set His seal, verse 27... Then the Lord Jesus goes on and declares that God the Father has given Jesus Christ as the bread out of heaven. Notice verse 32, truly, truly, I say to you, it's not Moses who has given you bread out of heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread out of heaven. Oh, the heavenly father sent Jesus Christ, the son who is the bread of life and the Lord Jesus, the bread of life gives himself to us to eat. So the bread of heaven comes and gives life to the world verse 33 for the bread of god is not it, for the bread of god is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world This is the promise of Jesus Christ He is the bread out of heaven sent from God to give life to the world So secondly whoever comes to Jesus Christ the bread out of heaven he makes the promise is satisfied He said, uh, they said to him, uh, verse 34, Lord, then give us this bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And he who comes to me, please notice his language is clear. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, promise. And he who believes in me will never thirst, promise. Once you experience coming to Jesus Christ, your spiritual satisfactions. He describes them as hungering and thirsting. Those are the most basic of life needs. They are the most basic of spiritual life needs, hungering and thirsting. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet you do not believe. Verse 36, they would not believe what Jesus is saying, though they saw him and heard him. And then he declares these wonderful truths. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will certainly not cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of Him who sent me. This is His will. Verse 39. That all who have been given to me, I shall lose nothing, but raise it up on the last day. This is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son of God and believes in Him will have eternal life. And I myself will raise Him up on the last day. Here the Lord Jesus describes this glorious, amazing thing that happens That the Christian world has tried to figure out like engineers for generations. How it is that we come to God and how He takes care of drawing us and bringing us to Jesus Christ. If you are one who is trying to somehow uh, understand how that mystery happens, good luck. That's, That's part of the mystery of what it means to be saved. As I come to Jesus Christ, I am one of those that the Father has given To Jesus Christ to come to Him. It's a glorious, wonderful, wonderful truth. You see, if you've come to Jesus Christ, you are one of the ones, verse 37, that the Father has given to Jesus Christ the Son. And you should thank God about it every day. You see, Jesus declares Himself as the bread of life, verse 35. He promises that whoever comes and believes in Him will never hunger or thirst, 35. He then declares that whoever comes to Jesus Christ has been given by God the Father to the Son. This is a beautiful picture of how the Lord protects those who are given to Him. There is such a wonderful, sweet verse about this in the Lord's Prayer uh, to the Father in John 17. I'll read it to you, John 17, 12. This is what the Lord says to God the Father. While I was with them, I was keeping them in your name, which you have given me. I guarded them. Every one of His disciples, I guarded them. Not one of them is perished, but the son of perdition, so that the Scripture would be fulfilled. You see the Lord Jesus Christ, all that come to Jesus Christ have been given by God the Father to come to Him. There is no contradiction. They go together. That's the truth. God is at work. And we respond to what He does in order to be saved. The beautiful, glorious thing is that you now, if you've believed in Jesus Christ, are one of those who've been given by the Father to Jesus Christ. You should rejoice in that great privilege. You see, it is the will of God for you to be united to Christ. That's what he says in verse 39. This is the will of Him who sent me, that all that He has given me, I will lose nothing but raise it up on the last day. It's the will of God for you to have eternal life. Verse 40. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son of God and believes in Him will have eternal life. It is the will of God for you to have eternal life through Jesus Christ. And it is the will of God that those who come to Jesus Christ will be raised on the last day. Look, He says this four times. He says this phrase, I will raise Him up on the last day four times. Verse 39. This is the will of Him who sent me, that all who He has given me, I will lose nothing, but raise Him up on the last day. If, you're, if you've come to Jesus Christ, and you've believed in Him as Lord and Savior, when you, if you die before He comes again, He will raise you up again on the last day. Your physical body will be joined to your spirit again in a glorious new time. Verse 40, He says it again. For this is the will of My Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in Him will have eternal life. And I Myself, this is the work of the Lord Jesus, will raise Him up on the last day. Verse number 44, No one comes to Me unless the Father who sent Me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Again, verse number 54, He who eats My flesh and drinks My blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. This is the great promise that those who come to Jesus Christ and believe in Him will never be separated from Him. We will always be with the Lord. Praise God. When the trumpet of God sounds, the dead in Christ's bodies will be raised, incorruptible, joined again to their spirit, and so will we ever be with the Lord fully alive body soul spirit praise God with the Lord Jesus oh what a glorious day it will be third whoever comes to Jesus Christ is drawn and taught by God you see this coming to Jesus Christ is not just my own effort this is a this is a miracle when when the word of God is preached wherever you were when you heard the gospel Some of you heard someone preaching it. Someone was teaching it. You were reading a track or you heard it on the radio, the gospel. Wherever you were when you heard the gospel that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, was buried and was raised the third day according to the scriptures and you believed that Jesus Christ was Lord, risen from the dead and you confessed and repented of your sins and were saved. The glorious thing is that as you were coming to Him, God was drawing you to Him. Do you remember what it was like when God, we know now by the Holy Spirit, was drawing you to Jesus Christ? You had your first desires. Some of you need to go back. Some of you need to go back in your experience and worship and praise God that in His glorious, wonderful grace... When you heard the truth that Jesus Christ is the bread of life and you can be satisfied and eternally live forever, all of a sudden, what happened? No one comes, verse 44, to the no one comes to Jesus Christ unless the Father draws him and I'll raise him up. And then 45, it is written, they shall all be taught of God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. There is this wonderful, glorious thing That as we come to Jesus Christ, as we hear the gospel, God the Father, the the Holy Spirit is drawing us and teaching us. That is is the one. Jesus Christ is your answer. It's very similar to what happened in uh, the beginning of the gospel of John. When John the Baptist was giving his testimony and Jesus Christ walked by... And as he walked by, John said, John 1.29, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. And as we read these words, he says it again in verse 36. I'm reading from chapter 1. Behold, the Lamb of God. He, John the Baptist is preaching and testifying about Jesus. Here's this rabbi walking by, and John says, Behold, the Lamb of God. And two of the disciples, please notice Verse 37. Heard him speak and they followed Jesus. That's what's happening. When the Lord Jesus' name is mentioned and spoken, some, the majority, don't respond. But as God the Father does his work of drawing, oh, some would say, No, I don't need Jesus. They resist. They refuse to hear and respond to the powerful drawing of the Holy Spirit. I hope you're not one of those. You resist it. But the Lord Jesus, as He is honored and glorified and spoken of, this miracle of miracles happens. It is a holy, sacred thing. And some of us have talked about it in ways that are not glorifying and sacred. We are to look at this great mystery of coming and believing and being given to the Son by God and drawn by God and taught by God. Truly, truly, verse 47, he who believes has eternal life. Those who have been taught and drawn by God. I'm so thankful that as a little boy, I sensed the drawing of God. And we've had examples of that in recent days. You know, the little children, they're not as hard-hearted as we adults. They sense the drawing of Jesus Christ by God the Father and the Spirit. Do you? When you hear these words, do they make you feel differently? They should. Because that's the operation of the Holy Spirit of God, taking the truth of God's Word and drawing and attracting you and saying, this is what you need. This is what you need. You need Jesus Christ. Finally, whoever comes by faith to Jesus Christ lives on Him. I could spend the the entire time on this, but I've tried to give you all of this. This is so much to give you. Forgive me, but I want you to have it all together. It was not going to be easy to bring this all and divide it. It's too much, but it's enough for us. Now I want to talk to my friends who know Jesus Christ. Are you living on Jesus Christ? Feeding on Him? What do you feed on? You know, you do feed on emotional things. Your mind feeds on things. You're feeding on things today. It's what you think about. It's what you allow your eyes to look at. It's what you permit your mind to think about. All of these things have to do with believing in Jesus Christ. What are you feeding on? I'm talking now to my Christian friends. Whatever you're feeding on today, if it's not Jesus Christ, perhaps that's why you're so miserable. Perhaps that's why you don't have the same glorious satisfaction you used to have when you first were saved. It's just not there anymore, is it? Because you've stopped eating. You know, it is Mother's Day, and I know what my mother told me. You have to eat, Mike, in order to grow up and be big and strong. You have to eat your vegetables. You have to eat your good food. You can't just eat chocolate Hershey bars and Dr. Pepper. You have to eat good things. Yes, Mother. It's true for you spiritually. Now the Lord Jesus declares as clearly as He can, verse 48, I am the bread of life it echoes through the generations it echoes now for 2,000 years every time we open the word of God I stand here again as a witness to declare to you Jesus Christ is the bread of life he is the only bread of life there is no other way to spiritual life vitality and satisfaction except through Jesus Christ he is the bread of life he declares it And then he promises, as we've seen already, I am the bread of life, as he declares. And as a result of saying this in verse 48, then he goes down and talks about this important thing of eating his flesh and drinking his blood, which is walking with God and believing in faith that Jesus Christ is the bread of life. If you follow Jesus Christ by faith, if you walk with Him, you are eating His flesh and drinking His blood. That's why He said, truly, truly, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you don't have life. You don't have life unless you do this. This is where your relationship with God starts, and this is how your relationship with Him is sustained. Notice He promises not only do we have eternal life, in verse number 54, He says that we have it as we... Eat His flesh and drink His blood. Please stay with me. I'm just about finished. But notice, He also says this. Those who eat His flesh, verse 56, abide in Him and He abides in them. You see, what I eat goes inside of me. I consume food and it goes inside of me. When I come to Jesus Christ, it is a glorious mystery. But you are spiritually united to Him. Christ is in you. You are in Christ. You are now a new creature in Christ. You are possessed by God the Holy Spirit, you are now, you are now one who abides and is united to Jesus Christ in all that that means and it means so much. Here the Lord Jesus promises this and what does he say to the disciples in John 15? Abide in me as I abide in you that you might bear fruit. This is how I show fruitfulness in my spiritual life, by abiding in Christ. As I eat the bread of life, as I live on Jesus Christ, feed upon Him by faith, follow Him and trust Him, trust and eat His words and rely upon His promises and count on Him to protect and take care of me. As my great High Priest and Lord and Savior, I experience this wonderful filling and joy... Of abiding in Jesus Christ. When all the world is falling apart. When the storms are raging. We abide in Christ. That's what God intended for us to have in knowing Jesus Christ. When your world falls apart as you feed on Jesus Christ. You abide in Him. And that is what gives you satisfaction, security, and assurance in a world gone to hell. And then he goes on to say, as if he's not said it enough. Verse 57, as the living Father sent me, notice please the order, and I live because of the Father. So he who eats me, the bread of life, will live because of me. You know the new life you have in Jesus Christ is the life of Jesus Christ in you. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, but not I, but what? Christ lives in me. You are now, you are now possessed by Jesus Christ. If you are saved, and you will live forever. Even if you die, you will live. I'm doing nothing but quoting blessed words the most the most powerful sacred words you will ever hear or read what will you do with them well sadly some of his disciples couldn't take this verse 66 as a result many of what a sad verse in the word of god as a result of this these sayings Many of His disciples stopped walking with Him anymore. You see, the Lord knew it was going to happen. He talks about that earlier. That's why I read to you the words, the words I've spoken to you are spirit and are truth. You see, only those who are spiritual receive these spiritual things. These, these words sound like nonsense to someone who's not saved. Eating Jesus Christ's flesh and drinking His blood? Yes, that's what you must do to live. Some of them couldn't do it, so they left. As they were walking away, in my mind's imagination, 67, verse 67. I can just see the the crowd, some of the disciples now. Not the crowd, the disciples. Some of these were more committed. The Lord turns to His closest 12 disciples and says, Do you want to go away also? Is this too hard for you? And then we have those great words from Simon Peter. Lord... To whom shall we go? Verse 68. Please notice the words now. You have words of eternal life. And that's what I've been trying to preach to you for the last 30 minutes. The words of eternal life. You see, if you have come to Jesus Christ, here's what you say, along with Peter. Who else would I go to for satisfaction? You have. The words of eternal life. Oh, how I hope you live on the words of Jesus. What do we need to remember today? Jesus is ready to give bread just like He fed the hungry uh, souls there out there in that field. Uh, Jesus is ready to give the bread of life to the hungry soul. Are you hungry? Are you a hungry soul? Whoever eats the bread of life desires more and more. Oh, I can't get enough. I want to know more. I want to know more. I want to hear more. I want to spend my time with the Lord Jesus. He walks with me, He talks with me along life's narrow way. Oh, the joy, oh, the sweet joy of union with Jesus Christ, living in this world and speaking with my Lord and Savior and having a living relationship that's as real as any physical relationship I have, living by faith in Jesus Christ, is feeding on Him, feeding on Him, coming to Him every day. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the Lord Jesus promised, They shall be filled, filled, filled to fullness, filled with all we need, filled with all we want. If you want that which is great to come in your life in satisfaction, you come to Jesus Christ. He will give you what you want in spiritual satisfaction. And we live when we feed on Jesus Christ. And I appeal to you today, whatever else you do, feed on the Lord Jesus Christ. So what do we do with this? How do we respond? Well, as I said, eat the bread of life by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Dwell in Christ, enjoying the fullness of His life-giving power. Oh, you know, it's wonderful that I don't have to wake up in the morning and say, okay, I'm going to really try hard to have peace. (laughs) It never works. I'm going to really try hard today to have joy. No. Now the peace and joy flows as I feed on Jesus Christ and live in the blessed glory of the filling of the Holy Spirit. Don't you want that, my friend? Don't you want that? Feed on the promises of Jesus Christ. I've given you an entire just one chapter. You can go home and eat on John 6 for a long time. Feed on the word of God and rest in Christ's death for you. You see, the Lord said early in this section that His flesh was given. His flesh was given for the world. He says, For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. His flesh is that in the death of Himself on the cross. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood... You have no life in yourself. The old hymn says, Feed me, Lord Jesus. Feed me, Lord Jesus. Give me to drink. Fill all my hunger. Quench all my thirst. Flood me with joy. Be the strength of my life. Fill all my hunger. And quench all my thirst. Feed me, Lord Jesus. Feed me. Amen. Amen.